I'm Michael Worth, and this is the All Walks of Art Podcast, a lounge-like pub-style drinking show for creators and artists from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Paul and I are doing this on a Saturday. It's almost breakfast beer for us, but hey, why not? Anything for the show, right? Anyway, the topic of the day deals with creative headspace and why many of us can't stop, can't turn it off, and can't take a break. Every creative I know is tired. Really, all of them. All of them. And if you're listening to this right now, I know you're tired too. But you do the daily grind. Even if you feel like quitting four times a day or more, why can't we turn off our creative brain? Joining me in the studio, the man with the great answers, and the reason I have him here, the Sunday drinking companion, the I'm going to be tired because I have to get up too early for all of this on a Saturday. <laughs> my co-pilot. My co-pilot. 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 I like that. Yeah, my co-pilot. That's my new handle. Co-pilot. <laughs> Here in the smallest multi-purpose studio, this side of Kalamazoo, Paul Ramey. Hey, what's up? Hey. I kind of got all that out of me, just like blowing it. I know, you're in a big rush, man. It's like you're, you know, a 16-year-old on prom night. You need to chill out a little bit. (laughs) I know. I got all these beers ready for you. I'm kind of excited. We are, on today's episode, actually, I need to to make this very clear. We are are drinking a lot. (laughs) And by we, you mean you. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, I don't want the rest of it to go to waste. I got you a whole bunch of child pours. So that you, and they're still you pretty could, big. Yeah, so you could taste each one. Oh, I'm excited. I like so the I, looks of this dark one. I'll be sharing through the episode which one you're drinking and how it compares to the other. Now, Is there an order that I should drink these in so that the flavors go into each other? I mean, that's all going to suck. I, I, would, I would prefer you start with this one down here at the end of the paddle. Okay. Well, so, I, you don't have to turn it. That That's just a disaster can, waiting to happen. It oh, is I, a disaster. I can make a happen. I have a little flight paddle here for Paul, for those of you who don't know what's going on. But uh, there's four beers here, and uh, three lighter colored and one darker colored. I think he could probably figure out which one's which on the darker one because, you know, it, it is what it is. But we'll see what that's – the, that's the one I want him to finish up with. It goes from a nice, like, uh, amber to, a, like, a gold, like yeah. a rosy gold, yeah. and then to black. <laughs> yeah. Actually, let's start with the dark one. See if you can tell me what it is. All right. Let's, it's Guinness. Okay. He's got it. I didn't even drink it. I just smelled it, and I could tell it's Guinness. It's, yeah. It's Guinness. It's my go-to. Oh, I know. I'm not used to drinking it out of a can, but I didn't bring any glassware in here with it. Does it, it got one of them little fucking things in it? It does. has one of those little fucking things in it. Yeah, that's terrible, but you know, you've you've made me drink this enough to where like I'm, I'm tolerating it. Yeah. You don't have to finish them if you don't want. No, there's but, something about... Whatever this is, what is this dark, dark stuff? What's this style? It, this is a stout. There's something about it that I think it's like, it's thicker. Mm-hmm. It's thicker to me, and I like that. The creaminess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's I tolerable. It. It's yeah. more tolerable to yeah. me. Some people don't like it. It's not really all that heavy. I could, I could do a black and tan with what we have here, but my spoon is somewhere in a box from when we moved a while back. I haven't yet got it out. But anyway... Years ago, I talked about a, a thing called the big rusty lever. I don't know if I oh, ever yeah. brought it up in, in any of our podcasts. And, and incidentally, this is the lost episode. Why is that? Well. What happened, Mike? Like an idiot, I, um, I thought I was, you know, I was getting really ahead of our stuff. You know, I was getting all of our stuff together. I was really getting good at taking the information and, you know, just sort of putting it in the right um, hard drives and catalogs. And I was really efficient. And I thought I did it one day, but apparently after one of our episodes, I had to binge drink everything else that was left. And then I went mode, mm-hmm. which meant I drank some more. 
And did you spill your beer? I seen a video of you spilling beer in the right, Yeah, it was fun. That wasn't that day, but oh, that was okay. fun. That was a good day. Um, so needless to say, I went to record a voiceover <laughs> <laughs> for a client. Oh yeah. And good. as I was doing the voiceover, I basically, uh, just, uh, hit format on my cards. Oh yeah. Was all right. Episode on that. Yeah, our episode was oh, on that. Okay. So the lost episode is truly lost. It never got huh. it never got put onto a hard drive like, you know, and I'm anal about this. I really am. It's like as soon as oh, I yeah. get done, it's like everything's got to have, you know, everything's got to go in a certain place. And, you know, it it really upset me. I was like, Paul, we don't have our episode. We were so far ahead, thankfully, that we didn't miss it. So this was actually supposed to be episode 64. And 64 that got recorded and uploaded is actually 65. But I haven't been mentioning the episode numbers, thankfully. But uh, until yeah. now, yeah. So if you're if you're keeping a scorecard at home, yeah. For episode bingo, yeah. So basically, what that means is I, you know, as I was going through these things, I realized that my big rusty lever got stuck on one side, and I just totally forgot the fact that I'm still a creative. I still have things I want to do. I still want to put things out, and my brain was everywhere but where it needed to be. So, so how does that make you feel now? I mean. Like an idiot, really. I mean, sometimes you, you just make mistakes, and it happens. That was, just that was roll a, with it. Yeah, it was a stupid mistake. That wasn't even a backup mistake. You know, not having a backup is one thing, but basically formatting both your backup and your primary without ever putting it onto a hard drive anywhere is really a bad move. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. The big rusty lever, for those listening, is something I like to think about in my life because as an artist, I tend to um, put everything I've got into my my career, my regular career. And then at home, the art becomes another part of it. So when I take time and I go to work, right, my other career that's not art-related, I really, I don't think too much about art at all. I mean, sometimes it comes up in breaks and, and lunchtime and things like that, but it it doesn't occupy my brain like work does. It's real easy to turn off. And the weekend comes. And I'm like all gung-ho, ready to be an artist, and I can't get out of work mode. Right. And then the other way around, Mondays are the worst, because I am so creative Monday morning because of the weekend. My brain's going 100 miles an hour creatively. I want to paint. I want to make video. I want to do more audio. I want to do all kinds of fun stuff, right? I can't get the lever to move back, and it's like, I got things I got to do, and it just it gets stuck. That's why it's a rusty lever instead of just an easy flip the switch because I know people who can just flip that switch yeah. and it's, I'm jealous of that. But nonetheless, do you face that at all? Cause I, I really would like to know how you treat the big rusty lever. I think you know, we're on similar schedules and, uh, that's, I'm always doing the exact opposite of what I need to be doing because of time. And, um, I think when I've been on a more traditional schedule, it's like you talk about, um, before we started recording, what was it you said about, um, you know, what, what, what we were talking about being tired and, and you mentioned that to start a show. Um, the thing is, is when you're on a, when you're on more traditional schedule and you know, you got to get up, you got to go to work. And if you start doing something creative and here it is, it's 11 o'clock at night and you're recording, um, there's an obsessive compulsion, I think, to it. And I think a lot of us have that. And I definitely do. I cannot stop until I get to a certain point. I don't know what that point is. 
but I cannot stop until I get there. And so then next I look at the clock, it's two o'clock in the morning. I got to be up at six. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I did a lot of nights like that. Now with my schedule being flip flop, it's kind of hard for me to even get in that mode to do that. So it's just, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I have to get up early and do things or I have to, um, try to make time after work, but it just don't work as well. But I think for me, when I've dealt with that, it's always been when I was, you know, I need to be in bed by 10, 11 o'clock, but right. here I am, I'm recording something. It's not, it's not quite there, but I know it's there. And if you stop, you just, there's something inside of you that tells you you're going to get there. You're going to get to that next turn. But if you quit now, you may never get back to this. You're never going to have the same vibe. The vibe never, it's always different every day. Every day is different. Every moment is unique. I, that's how I feel. And you can record the same song. You can you can start the same painting. It's something is going to be different if you started the next day. The brushstroke's going to be different. The, the colors, even if no one else notices, it, there's just something there. Yeah. And I think there that's there's a there's a the, the power of art compels you. <laughs> it's it's in you, and you just. You're, I think most of us are obsessive compulsive like that. You yeah. cannot stop. You have to, you have to hit that mark, even though it's different for everyone and you may not even know what it is, but yeah. finally be like, okay, that's, that's good enough. I can go to bed. And sometimes you don't, sometimes it's, you look up at six o'clock in the morning and fuck, you've been up all night yeah. working on this yeah. and it is what it is, but that's part of, that's part of the, you have a gift. You've been given a gift. You're trying to give the gift. Yeah. to the world yeah. and that's part of the price of that i think yeah it's it's almost the curse of the artist yeah. you know you just you can't can't necessarily turn it off you know because no. it does always occupy your brain at least it does mine and, I mean, and there point, are people that can and like you said some people's levers are if there are very pro prolific people that can write a bunch of stuff and no matter what medium they're doing and they can make a bunch of art and they can switch gears and they can go right to yep. this and they can go that and God bless them. Yeah. I'm not one of those guys and I don't know a whole lot that are. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It really is. Cause there's also that anxiety that comes along with it where you're doing something you don't want to be doing at that moment because you know, you have something else that you really want to be doing and we can't always do that. And sometimes that even happens with, um, and I'm sure you get it too, but like in my case, there's, there's times where I'm, I'm really uptight about having to do other artwork, you know, whether it be a commercial thing or, um, a promise I made somebody that I was going to help them out, like a collaboration type thing, mm -hmm. which, which I love collaboration. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, sometimes it's just not the right time. And you're like, uh, I wish I didn't commit to this because I got other things on my plate that are really important to me. Mm -hmm. And that, that kind of, that makes the lever a little bit difficult to move. So let's get this next beer going. So we're going this way? Yes, we're going that way. So this one's a lighter beer. It's a tasty little thing. Don't not, smell bad. Not as easy to pick out. Is that Doom Pedal? Are you sure? Yeah, because I don't <laughs> hate it. So close. You got well, the right, you got 50 the, West. Well, you got I the don't right brewery, this. but it's American Lager. It's by 50 West. American Lager. It's 4.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, lager. It's not an ale. So these, the other ones are ales. Um, I love this. I didn't realize it'd be so damn good, but it is really, and I don't like lagers normally, but it's. What makes a lager a lager? It's a different yeast. Oh. One's bottom fermented, one's top fermented. Um, Man, I strongly do not hate this. Mm -hmm. I don't like it, mm -hmm. but I don't hate it. I mean, I was, that's not bad. 
it is a good beer. <laughs> and for, for my, my Budweiser drinking friends or my regular domestic lager friends, this American lager from 50 West is probably the best choice for you to switch, to, to get away from. You know, I'm not saying you have to get away from it. I, I don't want to say it that way. Whatever, you drink whatever you want to drink, obviously. But, <laughs> um, but it's, it's a good alternative, you know. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, are you, you're surprised that I got so close, ain't you? Yeah, I am. That you picked out like, oh, it's, it, at least you got the right brewery. You know, it's, that's pretty. It's similar. That's fantastic. It's, so, it goes down decent. Yeah. Before we get into some yes. more things, let's do one more. All right. Because I'd like to really hit you up with. I don't want to slow the the process down. Let's let's just do this. Let's just switch that big oh, rusty man. rusty lever over into something else for a second. Because <laughs> this is creative. We're taste testing. I don't think I've ever had this. This smells. It's good stuff. I'm anxious to see what you think of that. It's an ale. <laughs> if you have to go back to the lager, try. You know, see. Don't go the other way. But you this know, is like it's flavorful. Yeah, there's. I feel like there's orange in it or something. Really? You know how you make me drink a lot of this shit that's got. Tastes like pine cones. Yeah. There's a hint of that, but not in a bad way for once. Right. I don't know what it is. What is this? I have no clue. That, interestingly enough, is Doom Pedal. <laughs> it must be because I had the other first. Yeah, yeah. Man, that. <laughs> Doom Pedal is a is another uh, beer from 50 West. Yeah. It's a white ale for anybody listening. So it is an ale. So it's very similar huh. um, in color. But in taste, it's really complex. I, I kind of like it. Yeah. Well, that, if you remember way back in ep- episode five, that was the first beer I ever drank that I didn't hate. Yes. It has, to me, Doom Pedal has a little bit of a Belgian ale flavor to it. Farmhouse ale, even. Because hmm. uh, there's like a, there's a spice in it. You really, I can't put yeah, my there's name. Something. My, my, I can't put my tongue on the spice. Really. I, didn't, I didn't notice that before. <laughs> yeah. But now that you're comparing it, you can see just, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a huge range. Even though they look alike, they all look very similar, Yeah, which is just fantastic. Well, this one here, this next one's super gold. Yeah. Yeah, give that a shot. No clue. This has no smell. Yeah. I don't like it. Well. It's okay. Oh, no, the aftertaste taste ain't bad. Yeah. It's it's a little smoother in terms of finish. That's Mick Ultra. No. <laughs> Not. <laughs> Not in this house, fucker. <laughs> that is uh, oh, Heineken. Heineken, the uh, the premium lager. It's a uh, regular too. It's the original. It's not light or anything like that. I'll be damned. Yep. So what's funny is I remember the first time I had a Heineken, it was fucking disgusting. Mm. I, I think you've ruined me. <laughs> your taste, I'm starting your to taste get, buds you. are growing. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I guess I would like to tie this in with the episode too. And honestly, when I was putting these together, I wasn't thinking about That's the lost cool. episode, but. I, I'm just curious, as you're going through these different things, and we're going to have a show eventually, The Art of the Drink. We, I have some things lined up for that. But um, isn't it interesting to, to look at just these four beers, just four, two of which have been around for quite some time, and the other two are relatively new in the world of beer. It's interesting to me how they can have so many different colors, yet be similar. Other than the Guinness, because the Guinness is totally different in this lineup. But, but they, yet it's still beer. It's still beer. It still has an interesting flavor. It has an interesting take on things. It's it, There's a lot of variety there, mm-hmm. even though it looks like it's all the same stuff. you know. And that's how I'm trying to tie this in with the show. That's how we can look at things as artists that, you know, that big rusty lever might be hard to move from time to time. 
but it's the variety of our daily processes that gives us kind of the mojo that we're looking for, I think. Yeah. Well, and it's like you say, we, we had the lost episode. It's not going to be anything like, like it was, even if we're talking about the same topic, these, these beer are all made of the same basic ingredients, Yeah, but they're different. And it's just the way that, that you've done it, what you put into it. There's 12 notes on the Western scale. That's mm-hmm. it. All music that you hear on the radio yeah. is made from the 12, the same 12 notes. Yeah. I mean, just really think about that. It's very from from bizarre. The, from the Beatles it's to Five Finger Death Punch yeah. to yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. It's all the same yeah. 12 notes. You know, Drake or 50 Cent or Eminem. Yeah. It's the same thing. Um, Adele, Chris Stapleton, all this stuff, all these things that are like totally different, but it's all based on the same 12 notes. I mean, yeah. you got the same... I mean, you use what, like five basic colors. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's crazy, man. It is. It really is. And it's what you do with them. It's what you do with it. It's the frame of mind yeah. that you're in when you yeah. do them. And it's you and what comes from inside you is what makes that different. Talking about lost episode, that, that reminds me of um, when MG Flash was first starting to form. Uh, we had, uh, we went to the studio and we worked on a song called Unclean. This is before Carl was even in the band. And Mike Horsley from Grimstone was playing drums with us. And this was, Grimstone had recorded with Brian Brody. And uh, he was kind of our new guy. And this was the first time Brian was, my guitar player, singer, was um, dealing with him. It was the first time this band was recording. Man, it was awesome. Like, it was, it was a crazy take. We we had overdubbed some eight string bass. We'd done some weird stuff with it. It was just like the vibe was there. It was super creative. And, um, I had made the joke, I think, uh, you know, don't hit the wrong button. It could be, you know, we'll lose it all or, or something. <laughs> and Ryan had said that to him. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, man, don't do that. And Ryan's like, no, man, that don't happen here. We got all this redundant stuff. <laughs> and, uh, Something happened at the end of the session when I went to mix it, and it was all gone. Oh, no. Really? Yeah, six, seven hours of work. Yeah, that's horrible. And it was gone, man. Yeah. It was gone. Ugh. Yeah. And it was awesome. Like, it was just real, like, the vibe. Like, the take was, was just, great. Yeah. yeah, it was just the whole thing. All the overdubs we did, everything. It was just a great vibe in the studio. We were having a great time. And uh, it was all gone. And we... That lineup actually went in and recorded that again. And, I mean, it was cool, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. How did that affect you, though? When, when you went back to record it again, did it influence I don't, you? Yeah, I don't like to do anything twice. I don't. I'm like that if I'm playing video games or if I'm recording something. I don't like to. If it's good, then that's. I don't like to. I'll, if it's good, I don't like to do it again. Yeah. If you need to do it again, that's fine. But I hate yeah. repeating it. And I was just like, man, I already. You're just kind of going through the motions trying to recreate what you had done before. And yeah. just what the freshness wasn't there. I mean, but it was cool. But then we had lineup change and, and you know, Carl got in the van. That's really what kind of solidified us and made us MG Flash. And then when we went in and recorded it for the album, it was, it was different and cool. But, yeah, that first, I wish I had a, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, I really wish that I had that version because it was just yeah. it was inspired it was just it was exciting 
I'm going to break some rules here. I'm going to hold my mic because holding the mic. My uh, my neck is killing me lately. I've had for about two weeks this pinched nerve in my shoulder that goes from my neck all the way to my shoulder, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it just it's killing me. So just how's that affect affect your art? Oh, terribly. In fact, this week, um, I don't want to go into great detail because nobody wants to hear the whole story, but. I, I literally, because of the 4th of July weekend and all the things that we're committing to as, as people, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this kind of gets in the way of being an artist. Right. Because art is really, a, for me, it's a solitary thing. It's not something where I spend a lot of time with a lot of other people. So when I go spend time with people, it, I'm not making art generally, right? Mm-hmm. And... I just kept getting told we got to do this, we got to do this, and hey, we're going to so and so's house on the weekend. I'm like, ah, I can't, that's it's gonna be all day. I can't. There's no making art that day. It was our week off from recording the podcast. It was the weekend that I'm supposed to be making videos. That didn't happen. So I thought, well, I'd get caught up again. Um, my son and his family are in between. Uh, jobs and and home and and stuff like that so there's there's a a lot of chaos i have a lot more going on at home than usual Mm -hmm. which i actually like it but at the same time i am not getting anything done because i have to find the right hours to record and i don't know what those hours are (laughs) so uh video video this week is probably not going to happen um so i decided basically to take a two-week vacation and because i work on two week cycles and my shoulder, I wouldn't be able to make art right now anyway. Sitting down at the computer and editing is just, it hurts. I mean, I sit here and sitting in that position, leaning over the table is just, it real quick, my left hand starts falling asleep. You, you and, think Van Gogh had that problem that he couldn't edit yeah. on the computer? He didn't need no computer to edit. Yeah, I think that's why he cut his ear off. The ear was just in the way. Of he, the- yeah, he couldn't lean, you know, <laughs> and uh, all that. I think, uh, Jackson Pollock, even, you know, it's, I'm sure he had days where his back hurt and he didn't want to lean over that drip. You always, you're left-handed or right-handed? Right-handed. Right. You ever just try to make anything just totally left-handed? I did. How'd that uh, turn out? I did it in high school and I signed it differently. I won't say who I, what name I put on it because I may, I, I may use that one day as a secondary income. <laughs> oh, were you good? Uh, no, but it was. It's art, man. You don't have to be good. <laughs> you just have to impress the right people. I don't know. I don't know. Well, but I'm curious. Did you think it was interesting? Did it, did it work out? Do you no, think you... I didn't like it at all. Really? Yeah. It just. I don't have anything. Honestly, I, I gotta I gotta clarify this too because I think we have listeners who go, "Oh, he's just an asshole. He hates he hates anything that doesn't look like a, you know, classical realist painter did it." Um, and that's fair. Assessment. But I, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm open to it. You know, I believe it or not, I I like the lifestyle of most every artist on the planet. You know, I just think it's pretty interesting to see what they went through and what they, mm-hmm. you know, because we all struggle. Every one of us, uh, artistically, there's a there's a thing in us that's just innately, innately. I don't really know even write the the right words to say here, but it it's like we all go through this creative process that's like throwing ourselves into a blender and and we just kind of i don't know 
come out on the other side, I guess. And we are who we are. That's just the way it is. I don't know. I guess maybe doing this show more and more and more, I start to appreciate more things. I don't necessarily have to like the art, right? Mm -hmm. But the process is really starting to get me interested. You know, what, what made, honestly, what made Van Gogh do what he did? What made Matisse do what he did versus Rembrandt or Rubens or Vermeer or any of the people? Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul Rubens. David Herman. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the beer as we're sitting here drinking these different flavors. It's funny though, because I mean, it just, it just kind of struck me because it's like any other profession. You, if you're a plumber and you go to somebody's house and you unclog their toilet, their toilet's unclogged, they're happy they give you the money. Yeah. It's done. Um, if you even, I mean, there's an art to carpentry too, but, but even so you make a table, it's, it's not as subjective, I don't think. Um, but it's no matter what we do, it's. It's art to us, and the process of making art is what gets most of us excited. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and keeps us going. But it's like it's not art until somebody else likes it and says it's art. In, in a lot of ways, you right. know, it's not. Right. It's not. That's when you become something different, and it's not like that with other professions. And it's weird that it's so your whole body of work and your whole identity is tied into other people's opinions of it. I just had a thought. What if somebody grew up said, I think, I think as a hobby, I'm going to be a surgeon. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And then they just go out and make whatever. And next thing you know, you got these Frankensteins walking around. You, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. It's, it's the same. Well, not really the same. I don't want to say that, but it's, it, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just not, you know, a doctor, a doctor goes and, and, it's not all this school, yeah. but but he's a doctor no matter what. Yeah. So it yeah. is no it's matter a, what your opinion is of it. He's a doctor, but if you go out and you make a paint a painting, it's it's either a guy just fucking off mm -hmm. and and just dabbling, or depending on somebody's the right person's opinion of it, it's art and it's worth yeah. X amount of dollars. You know, it's value. I guess that's what it is. It's like it's it takes a third party to place value on what you do to validate you and make you who you are. Um, what other, I mean, what other profession is there that, yeah. that does that? And it's, well, that made me think as you're going through what you just said there, science has a lot to do with, you know, uh, medicine, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like, we know you can't do this to the human body because it's going to do this and reject it or it's going to accept it, whatever. So there's a lot of, the expression, or is that the right way? Is that the right way I'm saying this? Freedom of expression mm -hmm. <laughs> is not allowed in science, <laughs> right? Or medicine. You know, you're not just like you don't walk in and go. You know, I think uh, wh whatever you think, Doc. Just just correct me. However, you you know, if you don't think I want that, just you know, you express your own artistic creativity in my health. But they Nobody's do, going to do that. They do do that sometimes with different medicines and mixing different. Uh, some doctors will will try to do uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Plastic surgery? No, <laughs> uh, 
But like a different procedure, it's like, well, maybe we'll treat it this way. Some doctors like to treat it X. Some doctors like to treat it Y. I'm going to treat it with a mixture of X and Y with a little bit of this. Maybe you should try some holistic medicine or yeah, try something else. Yeah, I mean, I there are that. some, there is some room for that, but yeah. I think. But the doctor himself isn't expressing himself creatively. It's still about the patient. Right. You know, and that brings me to kind of where I was going with that. When we let AI, artificial intelligence, create art, there's no expression there. It's just the technical side. It's the science of making art. Anybody can make an art, right? <laughs> I hate right. to say it that way, right. but it's, and it's ter- terrible grammar the way I said that, but it's seriously, you know, grab a brush, <laughs> grab some paint, throw it on something, and you're done. But is it, but is the art valuable? Is it valued? It's not valued until a third party decides that it's, it's valued. Yeah, we're getting Somebody really buys it. Somebody deep. likes it. Somebody mm-hmm. retweets it. Somebody shares it on their Instagram. Yeah. I mean, we, we've touched on that before, but it's like there's no, if I go to a mechanic, you're right. He's not going to get creative and be like, hey, I decided to uh, take, take, <laughs> take the, the fuel pump out yeah, and right. put it on top of the hood because I thought it looked sick. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, you don't want yeah. that. You want it yeah. to work. But there's, he's done a service and his knowledge and he's put his work into it and you've paid him. There is no, there is value. It's accepted. It's not, you don't look at it and think, oh, I could have done that better. Or that looks like a six-year-old did it. Or man, that's badass. Right. And it takes that one going, man, that's bad. I want that. How much is, how much yeah. is that? That now all of a sudden it has value. But to you, it always had, had value. It didn't change. In you, it didn't change the amount of work that you did. Your song didn't get any better because somebody else liked it. Right. But yet it had zero value and meant nothing yep. to everyone else until somebody else said it, it was worth something. I guess I guess I can go there. I realize I've gotten us down on a tangent, but that just kind of... No, that's that's what's fun about this. Because we, we started out today's episode, which we've been doing a lot more lately, where we just wing it in a lot of ways. I mean, I I, I start out with basic notes and see where the conversation goes because I'm as a as a podcaster I'm trying really hard to have more conversation out of it versus making a a show that has a topic you know yeah and that's why I really like having you in here because you just you don't know when you walk in here and it just wherever we go we go the creative side of this it makes me think more it really does. When I'm overly prepared, it becomes one of those things where I feel like I got to talk about a topic because that's what I put in my notes. Well, this is supposed to be, a, I believe, now I'm not sure, I've heard this, what, 60 times or something, but it's a lounge pub style drinking, yeah. drinking conversation. Yeah, who takes, like who takes their notes to the bar and goes, all right, guys, we're going to talk about this. Right. <laughs> you know, that just doesn't happen. Well, and things happen in the moment. <laughs> I think that's what's cool, too. Uh, uh, that's one of the reasons, um, who was it? Somebody, I think one of my ex-wives asked me uh, last week when we had the show. It's like, hey, what's the topic today? I said, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I was like, but that's if I know, then I'm prepared. And I think if it's uh, if somebody's listening to this, I, I like to think my role is somebody's thinking, oh well, well that makes me think of this, and mm-hmm. and they might want to ask or or right, challenge you on right, something. Then, right. and I'm not going to do that if I already know the answers. Yeah. So yeah, I I really want this show to be conversational, where you can just kind of listen in, have a drink. Like, you know, like I say in the beginning of the show, just sit down, have a drink, and listen to it. You know, if you want to sit down and take notes and 
think about, yeah, they talked about this and yeah, that made me think of this and hey, I'm going to try that. Then we've accomplished something on the show, mm-hmm. you know, through our rants or whatever it is we talk about. I think it's important as creatives. A lot of times we sit down and, or artists in general, we sit down and just, just chat, you know, right. stop focusing so hard on, on the actual thing, you know, that rusty lever that you move every day doesn't always has to have to be in the exact same position. Well, and that's a good. Sometimes point. you can go a little way and go, you know, I, I'm going to do this today instead. Yeah. You know, sometimes your output isn't, isn't where you need it to be, or I know you don't like the word should, or maybe even where it should be. Right. Maybe. But as long as it's, it's somewhere you're, as long as you're moving forward, even if it's slow, that's that's right. the main thing. Yeah. And you just got to progress, and you got to try to learn something new every day. You got to try to challenge yourself a little bit. Yep. Think think of something. That's it, man. It's just, it's too, especially after the last year that we've had, it's real easy to get inside your head and, and, uh, yeah. and stop and get yeah. stagnant. I mean, I got my first gig coming up in two weeks that's, that, that, I haven't had a gig since February, a real gig, you know, <laughs> right, done right. some busking, but this is my first actual band gig. And I mean, I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a big part of my mental health is getting yeah. out there and performing and playing songs that, uh, and, and getting that feeling and getting recharged. And it's, it's a slow, it's this year's been a slow start, but yeah. I mean, we are moving forward. I mean, this, I never thought this day would get here. I know. So. Well, we've uh, we've come to the last segment of the show. Have the, we? Yeah. The uh, says who? What are we calling it? Rapid fire. Last last questions. I wanted to do the rapid fire part. Rapid fire. Anyway, <laughs> last call. Last call. So I've got a lot of drinking to do here in this last. Bit. Oh, and I'm sure you will. Um, yeah. It's just you know it's, it's sitting on me a little heavy this this morning. Well, I guess it's not morning anymore. It's morning to me, folks. It's morning somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Grab a drink. Grab that last drink. You got a few minutes left anyway. We're going to... we I'll have another it, sip of this. It's, it's funny how we do do this. And, you know, on the days that we feel like we don't have enough, it's like, oh, my God, we got to hurry up. We gotta, we're getting going. We got way too much in the show. But anyway, I want to talk real quick. I want to ask you, yeah. is there a difference between old marketing and new marketing? You're an old fart. You're an old yes. fucker. You've been around a long time. Um, I got to witness the Donna there, and that was pretty wild. It was. Um, we do used to do mailers. You, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, yeah. it, it, I see as an artist, for me, as a painter, my style of art, I get just as much return on investment from sending a mailer out even today as I do posting something on the internet. Something hit me this week, like a two-ton heavy thing. And I know I asked you Queen's the right. question, yeah, and I, I just kind of kind of ran with it a little bit and it was one of them deals where I sat and looked, we are bombarded with images, right? Oh yeah. Music's easy to get a hold of. And, and mm-hmm. also, uh, you can, you can experience a concert. I'm, I'm going to preface this with, don't interrupt me for a second. <laughs> you can experience a concert on YouTube. It's not the right experience. It's not the experience. I think the artist really wants you to experience, but you can see a live concert for the most part. And concerts have changed. Lighters don't pop up as much, but cell phones do. I don't know. What do you think about the way 
technology has influenced the arts, but yet watered it down in such a way that I don't know that it's the same as it was. It's not the same. And one of the things I always talk about with live shows, it's like when, when I was a kid, I, I remember how excited I'd be if, if a band was on Letterman or when Steve Vai sat in with the band and right. I didn't have, I didn't have cable and MTV was, was out, but I didn't have it. And, uh, that was the only way to see that were Friday night videos. And it was exciting. It was exciting to, to see a band or the Grammys. Oh my God. I live for the Grammys every year because mm -hmm. I get to see some of these bands perform. Right. It was amazing. Right. And now I can just hop on YouTube and see that. And it's not, it's not as, as special because it's just the access is there. But yeah. I will yeah. say this, you brought up uh, the lighters and man, this is, this is great. So way back in, Man, what was it? It had to be 2000, man, 2004 or five. I went to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And I remember they were playing and the, the, whole, the whole arena went dark. And he's like, hey, you know, who's got their cell phones? And everybody didn't, you know, everybody was starting to get cell phones, but it still wasn't quite like it is now, you know. And uh, everybody thought they were going to get in trouble. But maybe they weren't allowed to have cell phones in the show. <laughs> right. And he's like, no, get them out. He's like, I want to light this place up. <laughs> and that was the first time that I'd ever seen that in the whole arena. I mean, I can just still see it, all these phones yeah. out. Man, it was fucking awesome, man. Tiny little blue glows yeah, everywhere. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't miss the lighters. That was beautiful. Yeah. And it was an awesome thing. And I mean, it was a way of using... And there was more of it. Yes. And it know? was a way of using technology to... to um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? To you, it was way using technology to be artistic and to get the crowd involved. Man, that's that's cool. Um, and you talk about mailers. I think mailers is kind of cool because nobody's doing them now. Mm -hmm. But that's what I'm. We used to have our our mailing list, and every time we do a show, we'd have our little book out. Yeah, and somebody write on their write their name and their address. Yep, and then it went to their name and their email address, and now everybody's just connected through. Uh, Facebook, so it's it's yeah. not quite the same. Yeah. But back then, I couldn't post a, a video of me singing along with Dallas Green and post it and <laughs> right. and have people check it out and like it. So I mean, it's good and it's bad and it's different. But different, different is probably the best way to say. Yeah, it. it's there's different challenges too. It's less personal know. in a lot of ways, I think. But yeah. you're also reaching more people. But you have to do something different, or you have to be really good to. To stick out and yeah, from all the the sea of on, everybody on the, else. On the same side of that token, though, I as I'm scrolling through Instagram and I follow a lot of painters on Instagram. Sorry for the plosive, folks. I'm I'm getting a little lit. Um, <laughs> as I'm scrolling through, and I'm going, "Hey, this is cool. This is neat." It's almost like the quality of it goes away. I get so used to see it's like overwhelming. You expect it. You yeah. expect it to be polished. You expect yeah. it to be great. Yeah. And it's like that, you know, if I would see that painting in a local gallery, it'd be like, God damn, that's good. Wow. Right. What did they do? And but, then But it's an experience. You got dressed. You were you drove yeah. there. You thought about, man, I'm getting ready. I'm going to see the art. There's the ritual, like right. we've talked about time yes. and time again here, getting you into the vibe. Yeah, you're just on the shitter, fucking scrolling through Instagram. It's right. not the same, man. Yeah, it's like you get tired of it. It's like oh, okay, it's just, it's like you went from one hundred dollar bills to one dollar bills. 
right? Like yeah. The one hundred dollar bill is like, wow, look at this! I got a hundred dollar bill. This is awesome. You know, <laughs> that's just another. Right, but what you're really looking for is the two dollar bill that you don't see very often. Yeah, and they're still there. You you just fucked my analogy all up. <laughs> I wanted I wanted two dollar bill. But don't don't <laughs> don't you still scroll through once in a while and something to stop you in your tracks? Oh yeah, yeah. That that you know that time lapse of some dude painting something. That just like holy crap! A guy, a guy on his lawnmower throwing beer. On the, <laughs> that fucked me up. That was a good time. That was a good time. There was a stump beer involved in that, oh, so God. I wouldn't have to waste my good beer. Jesus. So, but there's, a, <laughs> I I think that you have to seek out. It's part of our responsibility to seek out some of this stuff. Um, that's good. That's what is? Oh, I'm cutting Paul well, off I know, because you're drinking. I just finished the Heineken and I went to Doom Pedal next and it's like, wow, that's that's really good. It is good. It is good. I like that Doom Pedal. I really like that Doom Pedal. That's what you said. But you gotta <laughs> it's just it's harder to filter out the the exceptional. That's it the thing. Is. And and uh, I think also the mediocre has has risen. Like there's a lot of art out there and all mediums that twenty years ago would have been exceptional. But yeah. now the bar has been raised so much. Now yeah. it's just kind of middle of the road and you're just not as impressed. I mean, there's. It reduced the dynamic. Yeah. When you bring the low up and the high down, there's no more dynamic. It's all monotone. So I guess yeah. what I'm getting at is art has become monotone because we have so many ways to see it and appreciate it. When was the last time you've been to a museum? Now, I need to preface that with, I know we've had a pandemic. <laughs> And nobody's allowed to be open. Right. So, I mean, okay, I'll give you a little bit of credit. But now that things are opening up, go to a museum. Experience the art. Look at art that we haven't had our eyeballs on forever. You know, support the museums because they're having a rough time staying open, honestly. Dave went, Dave went to a museum to a concert, uh, Wednesday. Know. Did he? Yeah, so uh, I had to send you this link. Yeah. So his grandfather was a monument span. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they were honoring um, him and some other stuff at yeah. this museum down there, and it was really cool. He took some pictures of, of the stuff. This guy um, was instrumental in getting in getting a lot of this art that was taken from Germany back yep. to, to uh, Germany yeah. Yeah. and preserving a lot of this German art that was taken by the Nazis, and yeah. then America took it yeah. and went and gave it back, and right. it was the whole thing. Man, it's really cool. I learned, a, I learned quite a bit about it, and it was yeah. really cool, but... But that's, I mean, here's something that they're doing that they did right now and they're talking about and there's all this different artwork that was saved. I mean, so there is right. still people doing this and yes. going out and yeah, experiencing yeah. it. And then, yeah, I need to, I need to, I need me. to forward, you, forward that link to you because I think you'd find it interesting. I would, I would like to see that actually. Lost episode. Back to touch on that for a second. Yeah, it's lost. It's lost. It's gone. Oops. Sorry, I did it again. <laughs> Okay, Brittany. <laughs> Have you ever lost something and went, fuck, that was something I really wanted, you know, especially art-wise. You know, I, I know we all lose something. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you know. Well, I mean, I mentioned that song uh, that, that we did in the studio, and then I've done that. I've recorded over, I've had the wrong button pushed, and I'm like, fuck, you gotta be kidding me. And, it happens, and there's been little, little things that I've saved and and uh, that I can't find now. And I think about stuff sometimes, you know. But 
but most of it's been music and a lot of it to do with technology or hitting the wrong button. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of times, and, and I know you, you, you don't like doing things twice and all that, but I don't like trying to recreate things. I hate that. I think a lot of times doing it over and over can sometimes bring different, different, um, outcomes. Totally. You know? You know, totally, and, and I'm like, I'm in for happy, pleasant tree. Right, you know, like oh wow, that I didn't expect that. Uh, I do a lot of cast uh, drawings and paintings of the same thing. I mean, I've got the little hand with cube plaster cast over there that mm-hmm. I've I paint it all the time. I draw it all the time. It's just one of them things. I have a book full of uh, bark drawings that I like to recreate. People never see them really. They just they get done and they go in my drawer and. Yeah, it's, it's practice. It's almost like scales for an artist, you know. Right. For me, anyway. I just wonder sometimes, because my dad used to really get on me when I was a kid. He'd say, that's nice, Michael, paint it again. And I'd get pissed off. Right. Like, fucking old man, what, what are you talking about, uh, right? I can't do this again. That was, I created that. It's a masterpiece. No, it's not. It, it was crayons, dude. Come on. You know, you use crayons, you colored. Do it again. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was me, three-year-old Mike. Um, but and sometimes it's it's better, which is subjective. But is it sometimes? But yeah, I mean, yeah. And I don't want to say like it's different if you're going into that mindset. Like I like to record. I like to record every song at least once in the studio before I record it for real. Meaning, oh, that's you, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, just about all the Millennia stuff, most of the Grimstone stuff, um, pretty much all the early MG flash stuff was all recorded as a demo. First we go in there and record and then, then we're, you can listen to it and you can see, Oh, this is working with that. This is, this is doing this. Um, some of the money stuff was recorded three times, but you knew going into it that, okay, this isn't, you know, we're going to, it's a demo. It's another demo. We're, we're doing it when you're going in there and doing it for real. It's, it's different. You know, that those are practice. Those are, those are scrimmages. You know, when you're do, when you're in the game for real, it's different. And once I've done it and put that kind of work into it, I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to go back and do that again. But I love recording stuff multiple times as long as it's uh, you know, it's a demo. Yeah, just like your sketches. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, you're so making me uncomfortable. Number three, I know, holding the mic like I, that. I am. I'm my. I hate this shoulder feel. It, it hurts to drive a car it hurts to sit on a forklift for any amount of time you should have saw me driving through the plant last night i was just like every time i had to take a a load a pallet somewhere in the plant i'd drop it off and come back just hanging out of my truck like you know monkey on the truck but it is what it is uh the last Number three, the last, the number three, I should, I hate to say last number three, it's terrible. We're, we're really getting into this. I have a lot of editing to cut out of this show, but, uh, are you ever too tired to just create, but you know, you've got to get something done because that rusty lever, again, going back to that, you know that you got to switch that, you know, flip that switch and do something else in your life because this is coming up. I'll leave it at that. Yes. (laughs) I mean, that's of course. I think we all do, really. What do you think? Yeah. You got either you got a deadline or you got something coming up and you have a, you've got a finite amount of time and you don't feel like doing it, but you got, damn it, you got to, you got to put pen to paper. Yeah. You got to, or you got, you know, you got to sit in front of your amp and make some noise and you got to get this out because 
it's it's got to get done, you know. So especially when you do like student sessions, um, just to bring everybody up to speed, we live near a recording work. It's actually called the Recording Workshop. It's the REW cool now. It's been rebranded, but yeah. Oh, still. has it? I mm-hmm. didn't know that. Um, they teach folks how to be audio engineers. Mm-hmm. They, great school. Um, kind of an inter- interesting location for what they do. I mean, it's like they're, they just, there's a lot of influence in the world of recording mm-hmm. that came out of this location. It's crazy. Sorry for the ums. I don't know where I was going with that, but when you're doing a, a student session, you you only have so much time. Right. And, and you only got so much control. Right. Uh, they're, they're, they're learning. You're kind of a guinea pig as a band, really, but you're trying to get something done. It's free for the band. Mm-hmm. Um, but you get what you get. You get time. what you get, yeah. And you got a guy that this is third day ever, you know, really being in the studio. And, yeah. And you've done the greatest take that you've ever done in your life. And then... He goes back to try to fix something and he erases the whole fucking right. thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. But they learn. They learn from that. Oh, they learn. Yeah. I learn too. I learn patience. Yeah. Yeah. And how to see, you know, I mean, you, you get to see a lot of good, we'll call it best practices in the studio, mm-hmm. you know, proper, proper storage of microphones, proper cabling, proper labeling of everything. So, you know what you got, right. you know, it's, it's a big deal. It really well, is. Well, and the big thing is, is dealing with people. And But it's off hours. That's what I was getting at. You're, you're tired. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, wow, geez. It's after you get off work and it's, you know, past yeah. your bedtime. And yeah. Are, so, but a three minute song doesn't take three minutes to be done. Right. You know, it's a lot you of work. Six, seven hours in that usually, yeah. sometimes more, but yeah. Good times, so. though. Good times. Good times. I've been blessed, blessed to, to uh, be able to utilize that experience to, I've recorded, I've got more studio experience than a lot of, uh, a lot of other people could ever dream of, you know, and it's, uh, it's made me a lot better musician for sure. So. I'm surprised you went back to the Guinness of all the beer on there. You went back to the Guinness. Is it the creaminess? I think so. Yeah. Have this you, have you experimented with anything? Drugs? No. <laughs> like you've got your, um, we've talked a lot about. You know, the different, uh, like Bailey's and the different creams right. you've been, it's like, you're really interested in this. Have you tried rum chata? Not yet. You know it, where I'm going this. I'm doing the bourbon trail. This, yeah. This I'm, week. I'm anxious to see what you get out of that. I really yeah. am. I'm interested in the, in the, the artistry of, of concocting these things and the distilleries <laughs> and stuff. I think it's going to be very it, interesting. It is very interesting. The, on the tours, I, I especially like. The Wild Turkey Tour. Everyone says that one's really good. And I think yeah. we're hitting that. So yeah, it's it's good. Um, this old dude was pushing a broom around a lot one day, and I don't know how true this is. Um, but he was pushing a broom around, and he saw me carrying my camera, and I was in one of the rack houses with all the barrels, and it it says clearly on the outside, no no photos, right. <laughs> And I've got my camera with me, so I was respectful, and I wasn't holding my camera or anything. It was just around my neck. And he's got a broom in there. And he's like, you want to take a picture, don't you? Yeah, I really do. And he goes, go ahead. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> like, nah, I don't know, man. I, just, I don't know. And 
What's, what's up with you being all like, why well, didn't you just jump as a chance? Well, I just wanted to respect him, you know, and I didn't, I look like a janitor, right? I was like, he's, he's going to get me in trouble, you know? And I kind of stayed away from it, you know, and he goes, no, go ahead. So my, my son, he was like 12 at the time and he walked over to the barrel and put his hand on it. He goes, when this comes out of the barrel, I'll be allowed to drink it. I'm like, great. I'm raising an alcoholic. <laughs> um, so the guy laughed, and I took a picture, and I, I I cherish that picture really to this day. It's it's just barrels, all it is really. But there's some neat lighting and yeah, all that's that. Cool. Um, later in the tour, we're walking around, and there's this. They take you to the big vats, and the guy giving the tour said, "Go ahead and stick your finger in there and swirl it around. You know, get through the yeast a little bit. There's a crust on top of the vats, right? And of course, you know, everybody's thinking the same thing. Like, oh, we're gonna stick our finger in this. Somebody's gonna drink this later on, right? And you're, you're swirling around, you taste it. It does taste like, kind of like a beer, right? Because it is. It's called brewer's, uh, or distiller's beer. And it gets, it gets distilled. So it's, you know, whatever germs you might have on your finger gets killed anyway in the distillation process. So it doesn't matter. But as he's talking about this, he's like, uh, oh, and there's our head brewer. He sometimes pretends to be a, a janitor walked around. I'm like, oh, or not brewer, yeah, distiller. And I was like, Jesus Christ. I uh, I didn't know who that was. That's you know? hilarious. <laughs> so and he, he said, yeah, I've already met this guy over here, you know, with the camera. <laughs> so good times. Good times. That's pretty so, good. That's like. So to this day, I, uh, I like Jim Beam. Don't get me wrong. But to this day, I almost always have in my studio here uh, a bottle of turkey. I haven't had that since uh, our. Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, really, Andrew. Yeah. Really, I'm I'm empty. I'm empty right now. So, if anybody ever breaks into my house, the uh, the decanter that doesn't have a label on it is always turkey. So, I'm almost empty on everything I've got. I've got to get to the store. Bad thing is, see, I'm riding a bike, so I'm not gonna be able to bring too much stuff back. True, true. But you can always get it here. You know, there's some things down there. I'm gonna caution you on. There's some things at the different distilleries that are only available at this at the distillery. Yeah. So I, I could always melt to myself if I get excited. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true. True. But man, we are it's a long episode. We're making up for the short one, the, yeah. the lost. Well of, maybe you can cut this up, make two, and then there you go. Nah. Why do that? I don't know. My shoulder don't hurt as bad now I'm getting drunk. So You're a mess. I am. I don't have any final thoughts. That was my final thought. I really that's all I got. Guinness established 1759. Just poured into a glass. Fuck you. Maybe I want to drink it out of the can. I don't yeah. like people telling me what yeah. to do. Yeah, they're just, they're very, very strict about that. Yeah, well, they don't tell me what to do. It is best poured into a glass, I will say. <laughs> it, it just tastes better. I wonder if anyone's ever swallowed one of them things that's in there. Oh, I hope not. It's pretty big. Have you ever seen one? Yeah, I think one time, but. In the bottle, it's a, it's a rocket with wings. <laughs> Different. That's crazy. It is crazy. I'm going to swallow one soon. Yeah. It's like a ping pong ball with holes in it and all that. I don't understand how it works, but that's all right. But anyway, yeah, we were talking about my week. And, and I know everybody listening is like, really, dude, you're yeah. going to keep rambling? Yeah, I'm going to keep rambling. So the reason I took the week off, or yes. two week, the two weeks off, because I, I want to clear that, I want to make this very clear to everybody listening. Sometimes you do need to take a break. I guess it's, yes. I'm going to make this my final thought. Just because you're busy all the time and that rusty lever is hard to move sometimes, don't fight it all the time. I mean, you're two weeks, you're weak, you're whatever you give up. I guess in the grand scheme of things, 
isn't really much time in your life. It feels like it at the moment because you're like, oh, I got to create, you know. Um, Maybe you need to sleep. You got to take care of your own mental health. You do. You got to take care health. of yourself. And uh, I just, I need a time away for me and not feeling well with my shoulder. I had to take two weeks off and I didn't think we were going to do the show. Honestly, I probably won't most likely probably won't have words are hard. Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The YouTube, the YouTube video probably won't come out this, this week like it's supposed to, but yeah, it is what it is. Just I, take a ride in the e-tron and put film it. I thought about filming it. Yeah. There you go. I'm an art while we're in the car and you know, that's what we need to do. We need to move our show to just driving around. Yeah. Drinking and, and driving. Why not? Drinking and driving with friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't promote that, folks. Don't do it. But if you have a designated driver, right. you can sit in the back and drink all you want. You might get an open container problem, but, you know, we went south on this show pretty quickly. I need to go eat a big steak. Mm. You do. You Get packed for tomorrow. Yeah, be very careful. This could be my last show. No, don't. You never know. It's we, possible. We cannot record that. Why? I'm cutting that out. Fucker. Why? No, you got to realize every day the gods are going to be like, no, every day could be your last man. <laughs> that is true. You do need to live you that way. You have to recognize it. It's like, this is, this is, as I've gotten older, it's, it's, this could be the last show I do. This could be the last piece of art I make. This is, yeah. I need to give it the respect that it deserves. And yeah. this could be the last conversation that I have. I thought about that last night. This could be the last conversation I have with anybody. And that's true no matter what. Whether yeah. you're riding motorcycles in rainstorms or whether you're just crossing the street. But it's the truth. I'm going to follow you the whole time. <laughs> no, you got to. You okay? You, you okay? <laughs> hey, you okay? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you should dwell on it, but you should definitely be aware that mm-hmm. it is true. And if you like somebody and, and you need to tell them and you need to tell people yeah. you love them, if you hate them, you need to tell them that you think they fucking suck right. and let them know. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're going to cut this short because it's too late for that, Mike. I, I know. I want to talk. I want to talk. I want to talk about somebody after after we hit record. I want to talk about somebody you brought up earlier in the show. Oh, oh lovely. Yeah, yeah he's, douche. He's, a, he's a douche. Yeah. No, douche is actually do something. Oh, yeah, you know? right. Yeah. No, he's, I know. I don't even, I know. Believe I don't, he's a dork. <laughs> anyway, well, dork is actually a well penis. So that does it, that's too. right. Yeah, it does something too. What? If you could think of something and you listen this far, you deserve a medal for that. But God bless you. Yeah. What is the most useless thing in the world? You know, send me an email. The studio at michaelworth.com. <laughs> Let me know. I'm, I'm anxious. I want to know what you think. Anywho, share this episode. Subscribe if you are not already. And I'd love for you to leave us a review. I'm thankful all of you listening shared your time with us, and I sincerely hope this episode got you thinking about your own creative journey. Go make some art. Do something fun. Be true to yourself. Take a break if you have to. Paul, great for, you know, every time you're here. It's just great to have you here. Good to be here. It is good. All right. 